The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob and Chez Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set Give yourself a hand or take two They're small, tiny in fact Teeny tiny. They're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Rigosi, I, I know you're very busy, but um, can I have your autograph? Certainly. You know which movie of yours I love, Mr. Lugosi? The Invisible Ray. You were great as Karloff's sidekick. Karloff? Sidekick? F*** you! Karloff does not deserve to smell my sh- That limey sucker can rot in hell for all I care. What happened? How dare that f- bring up Karloff? You think it takes talent to play Frankenstein? It's all, all makeup and then glunting. Bella, I agree 100%. Now, Dracula, that's a role that requires talent. Of course. Dracula requires presence. It, it's all in the eyes and the voice and the hand. That's right. That's right. You seem a little agitated. You want to go outside and get some air? Bullshit! I'm ready now. Roll the camera. Happy Halloween! The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is Tuesday, uh, Rocktober 18, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska, and that is Chez Pazienza sitting right over there. Hey there. Hi. Wrong. We are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you want free legal advice, head over to TheBowenLawGroup.com slash Bob and Chez, or for your own convenience, just click the link to the podcast page. All right, what the hell did you do there? Just dump over a tin full of cookies? I don't know what the hell that was. No, I hear a thing. Honestly, <laughs> usually the cat's bouncing around. Oh, okay. It's something I can't control. Well, I thought we'd start out today's show with uh, with uh, a bit of a polegasm here. Lots of uh, interesting poll numbers coming down in the last uh, 24 hours or so. And uh, it's all good news, of course. But don't get happy. Uh, exactly, don't yeah, totally. Oh my God! Remember, musical musical chairs—that's what the elections are these days. Yeah, you know, and all, some, all somebody needs to do is have a good media narrative when we finally hit the election, and that's it. The music stops, and you get a chair. I mean, it's just—I I just can't wait for this thing to be over. Three weeks from today, it'll all be over. I've, in fact, I've got my mail-in ballot from the state of California sitting right here. Mm, good. I can't wait to, to vote. State of California. California. Right. Uh, it's a good. It's a good idea to just do it from home, so that you won't have to put up with the, uh, you know, the Donald Trump insane poll watchers. That's right. We won't, observers. We won't have to fight back the goon squad. 
the Trump people. We're going to talk about that in depth here in a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I mean, three weeks to go. I'm so stressed out. Now, I mean, there's always some source of stress that's uh, broiling somewhere in, in my brain about this election. And the latest source of stress is getting happy. I'm just, I'm so afraid with the polls showing Hillary Clinton anywhere from 7 to 12 points ahead of Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, I, all I keep thinking about is Michigan and the prime. Remember the Michigan primary? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and it is, it is entirely possible. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, there are there are other things. There are so many different polls yeah. that make me believe that that it's impossible for the entire country to be a kind of outlier. I know, I know, and th- there are so many different polls, state by state polls, the national polls, and so what? on. And it's really my all- concern isn't that. My concern, of course, is is like I said, my concern is the media narrative. I yeah. mean, this presidential elections these days are like a basketball game. They can come down to the last second. If something big happened for Donald Trump three days before the election, it would be enough to bring him back. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I, I always felt as if the the electorate, I think the media in a certain way, too, is is uh, is I think the default is to lean Republican. And we saw it. I mean, I think we talked about this last week, but it bears repeating in that span of time between the, the con episode and the first debate. What what happened? Trump started reading off a teleprompter and the polls just narrowed. Yeah, everything but, but narrowed think, down to think, almost a, almost a dead heat. And then that first debate came out and the Alicia Machado thing came out. And then that was it for Trump. But I, I mean, I before do, that, it was really it was it was re- I mean, it was getting so nail bitingly close. That was a source of stress for me. And now now that things are widened up again. It, I'm stressed out about Democrats getting happy and not well, voting. The only thing, the only thing good that I think, I th- you know, cross your fingers, cross your fingers that I think <laughs> intelligent people in this country have going for them right yeah. now is that the further down Trump goes, the worse he gets, as opposed to trying to bounce that's back. Right. <laughs> and that's- uh, because as the clock starts to run out and as he is pushed further and further into lost territory. Right. He has gone more and more insane. Yeah, he's <laughs> really insane. And like I said, we're going to talk about all that rigged election crap here in a second and the repercussions of, of, of how that's all going to turn out on Election Day and in the days following, for that matter, uh, Election Day. But before that, look at this. This poll out of, uh, I think it's Alaska. Holy hell. You know, it's tied in Alaska. Hillary and Trump are tied in Alaska, according to this one, this one poll. New polling numbers provided exclusively to the Midnight Sun uh, show Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton in a statistical tie in the last frontier. That would be Alaska. The poll was conducted by Washington, D.C.-based Lake Research Group. The results show Donald Trump with a one-point lead. That is well within the 4.4% margin of error. Uh, it's Clinton 36, Trump 37. And I don't know if you noticed in the polls, though, uh, Gary Johnson... Fading, fading, fading away. I think his polls were up around 10 or 11% for a good period of time there. And now they're like, they're seven, I, I think four to 7%. Gary Johnson's just like trailed off. Jill Stein doing a, a scotch better. Did you see that video that Jill Stein released? She, I think she posted it on her Twitter account where she's standing in Red Square defending the Russian government. And Jesus <laughs> God. What? What? what, what through the looking glass did we you know did we head through some time ago i have no idea what what is going on Uh, as somebody who grew up in the 80s where i mean you know the 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 reagan era where russia was just russia was our enemy kind of in some ways rightly very much Mm -hmm. 
You know, they they yeah. were there were certain reasons to really dislike, uh, you know, dislike what they were about. They were sort of the the anti, you know, the they were the antithesis of America. And and now it's it's like all these people are embracing Russia and they're embracing it during a time when the best thing you could say about them is that their leader is a an authoritarian is basically a dictator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what does it make sense at all master. for the uh, the nominee from the Green Party to go over and praise a, a, an authoritarian, hyper capitalistic, unregulated capitalism? Uh, what is it? Oligarch with ol- oligarchs controlling everything. Right. Yeah, that's it's really right in the wheelhouse of uh, of Green Party voters, Jill Stein people. They love that crap, don't they? Uh, but I mean, speaking of uh, Jill Stein people, the latest Ipsos USA Today Rock the Vote poll, uh, a sample of uh, just over a thousand millennials, just over a thousand millennials shows Clinton at 68 percent, Trump at 20 percent, Gary Johnson at 8 percent, Jill Stein at 1 <laughs> percent. Yep. Sorry, Jill Stein. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's among millennials. So we can put this whole, will millennials vote for Hillary Clinton thing to rest? Can we now? She's ahead by 48 points over Donald Trump. She's ahead by uh, 67 points over Jill Stein, uh, 60 points over Gary Johnson. So I don't think there's going to be an issue with with millennials. It's just, of course, uh, whether or not they turn out to vote. And these apparently are are likely voters. So that's uh, that's all good news. Uh, meanwhile, in the latest national polls, I mean, everything, there's one poll that shows Donald Trump ahead by two points, and that's L.A. Times. That, I think we can consider that an outlier. The uh, real clear politics average right now is Clinton plus seven. So we also have CBS News, Clinton plus 11. That's the latest. Uh, and remember, uh, just by way of a, of a touchstone, as a, in terms of history and how presidential elections turn out, 1984, Reagan won by 14% of the popular vote. He ended up winning 49 out of 50 states. I'm just right. throwing that out there. Uh, CBS News has Clinton up by 11. That would be, be a really beautiful thing. I mean, could I, you imagine? I'd be very happy for that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, the main thing here is, as we've said all along, is not just to defeat Trump, but you have to humiliate him. Because that's, I mean, yeah, granted, it looks as if he's going to start a media company or some sort of uh, media empire, a Trump channel. Maybe, I mean, there was even talk about uh, joining up with Breitbart and changing Breitbart to Trump. Just changing the name right from Breitbart to Trump. So, I mean, that's all possible. But the fact of the matter is... Kind of the, the, the perfect legacy for poor Andrew Breitbart. I know, God. Your name is gone. <laughs> Your name is gone, replaced by this ridiculous uh, clown show. Yeah, this, uh, this thing that you helped to create. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, uh, with Donald Trump, though, it's not so much about defeating and humiliating Donald Trump. It's about defeating and humiliating all of Trump's people. And that's yes. really what I want to see. I it's want to a, see these it's people. It's about making it next to, well, not next to impossible, because they're going to believe it anyway. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, these are people who listen to Alex Jones, so for God's sakes. Right. But yeah, for making it, making it so humiliating that the least amount of people possible will believe that the whole election was rigged and you know although who knows it may go, you know it may work in the opposite direction if he if he loses by a landslide it could be that they say well wait a minute trump has a lot of support we know that it would at least have to be close yeah well i mean this is why it's so important at this point for hillary clinton to run up the score that's why she's spending a couple of million dollars in advertising in arizona i mean that's where they're there she's going to the places where 
uh, now where she's just showing the, the strength of her campaign. And I think that's all a positive thing. And it's you know, bearing out in the polls here. I mean, we've got Monmouth, uh, Clinton plus 12, ABC News, Clinton plus four, a pre- previous NBC News poll, uh, Clinton plus 10. So these are all gigantic margins. And, and, and the bigger they are, the less of a chance there will be of the uh, of the Trump people screaming rigged. Although, no matter what happens, no matter what the point spread is here, uh, whether it's popular vote or electoral college, they, they're still going to scream about a rigged election. They're still going to do some horrible, horrible things on election day. There is going to be serious, serious issues on election day because this whole rigged business is uh, is fomenting it. I mean, it's it's some of the most irresponsible politics we've seen in the history of of presidential campaigns, and uh, he it's it's basically turned into a campaign platform that the entire world is ganging up against the wealthy white male celebrity. <laughs> you know, when when will the system stop being rigged for the white, wealthy white male celebrity? Huh? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, and, and of course the cognitive dissonance in all of this is Trump spending the last, uh, 17 months saying, yeah, you know what? I beat 17 other candidates, uh, with the most votes ever. Right. He but always, he always brags about that, but yet, you know, why is the GOP and the media rigged against him? Why? Why? Right. Oh, why? And you're also, you're also talking about a guy who, uh, uh you know, who, I love that. <laughs> you're talking about a guy who obviously, uh, you know, once he got out of the sort of quagmire of GOP politics, he's yeah. just, you know, in a lot of ways, he was just going to start getting his ass handed to him. Right. Oh, yeah. You absolutely. knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, his big mistake was not pivoting uh, at the, the convention, which is what all the Republicans but thought he would do, which is why... It's not even a matter of mistake, though, because he's incapable of doing that. Oh, yeah. It's not something he is constitutionally capable of doing. Yeah. And I thought I think what he saw is is that sort of pivot was a losing proposition for him, because up until that point, he had been every time he had opened his big fucking yap, he would have uh, his polls went up. I do think I do think that one of the reasons why we may hope, hopefully, again, fingers crossed, don't get happy, (laughs) but we may have seen the sort of bottom of the barrel here for him is that he. He is not under any circumstances doing the smart thing right now, which is trying desperately to, you know, temper down, you know, tamp down his tone a little bit um, and then reach out for more independent voters. He basically all he's done is gone fire and brimstone with the people who already love him and they are not enough to win him the country. Well, what he's doing now is you ever play a board game as a kid with that one sore loser who, as soon as they start to trail behind the other players, they just take the board and wing it across the room and then storm out. Right. That's what Donald Trump is basically doing at this point. I mean, he's he's throwing a temper tantrum. I mean, if he can't win, he, no one's going to play. And right. and so he's he's hurling the game board across the room and getting ready to stomp out. And that's and this whole rig. That, he's also simultaneously telling people, "Look at this, I'm winning," because you know there are these stupid <laughs> online polls that any idiot can you know can. Rig, oh, of course. You know, all it, all it takes is the right people watching at any given time, and you know, and then they just, yeah. you know, you have the little uh, Pepe the Pepe the Frog people bombarding <laughs> these sites with whatever the hell it takes to to sort of stack the deck in favor of uh, uh, in favor of Trump. Yeah, and and, he, and he, to him, it's like you know, oh, it's a, such a, look at that huge numbers, huge. But now nah, you know what the media and their polls, they won't tell you that. Well, I mean, here he's even blaming uh, Saturday Night Live for helping to rig the election. He said. Uh, he said the other day after the uh, the sketch from Saturday Night Live about uh, the second debate, he just sort of went off on Twitter and said, "Watch, watch Saturday Night Live hit job on me." Time to retire the boring and unfunny show. Alec Baldwin portrayal stinks. Media rigging election. 
So sad for this 70-year-old man, this wealthy white celebrity who's being so tortured and ridiculed in the media because of all the things that he himself has said and has <laughs> brought upon himself entirely. That's I mean that's the main thing about all of this is that uh the Donald this is Donald Trump rigging himself. I mean this is no no one's rigging this against Donald Trump. They're just reporting the news. CNN is just reporting the news. It's like the the other day, I mean he uh or the other day, it was yesterday in fact, that um twice in the course of, you know, a 12-hour day, Donald Trump tweeted favorable things about CNN. It's like, uh, oh, it was a great CNN poll in Ohio shows me up uh, two points, blah, blah, blah. And then the tweet's another thing. CNN's hosting Melania Trump in an interview with Anderson Cooper. Make sure to watch. It's telling everybody to watch CNN. Not only that, sends his wife to CNN to appear on their air to defend him. Yeah. And and this is CNN. It's the, the worst network in the world, right? It, it, according to Donald Trump, it's a failing network. Uh, you know, it's a fraud. What do you, what else did he say here? Yeah, he said CNN is the worst. CNN is the worst. Fortunately, they have bad ratings because, because everyone knows they are biased. And and that was on the 10th of October. And then I mean, on the 17th. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it really doesn't. He's just, this This is what he does. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. going to be so, so, so glad. I mean, well, you know what? No, I take it back. I was about to say I'm going to be so glad come November 9th when this all this bullshit is over but oh, it's not gonna be over then he's no. not gonna concede he's gonna hold on he's gonna keep fighting he's gonna keep being a dick about this yeah i mean that's but, the thing but at the very least the knowledge that like it's done and nothing he says matters one fucking bit right that'll be good <laughs> yeah oh by the way you know his supporters are, are leaning heavily on this idea of not conceding yeah. not conceding it doesn't matter conceding an election exactly is, is just a courtesy it's yeah. the, if you lose the election, you lose the election. Saying like you're not getting, gonna... It's like getting broken up with and saying, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to let you break up with me. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Because that's And that's the way, that's what's so terrifying, because that's the way Donald Trump would run his presidency. Like, oh, I'm, not gonna sign my, I'm not going to sign my divorce papers. Okay, <laughs> then we'll just do it without you. That's right. I mean, who says I have to listen to the Supreme Court? I mean, who are these people? I'm Donald Trump. You know, it's just like horrible things like that and, and a million things that we can't even predict beyond that. Like, w what are the strictures to hold Donald Trump's ridiculous ego in check as president of the United States? What are the things that will keep him from just defying the law willy nilly, not paying attention to to uh, Congress, not doing anything that he's required to do as president of the United States and just running the country uh, as an authoritarian dictator, as just someone who uh, would say, well, you know, I, I'm not going to listen to the Supreme Court. Oh, and by the way. I'm going to arrest those members of Congress over there who made fun of my hair. It's just like, oh, my God, that's because that's the kind of stuff we can expect from someone who who just has no regard for the rules of campaigning and probably much less regard for a system of government that he has no idea how it functions. Like, I, I would guarantee to you that he doesn't know that there are seven articles in the Constitution. Of that course not. He doesn't, he doesn't know what the Bill of Rights is. He can't probably name maybe three of the, uh, the amendments in the Bill of Rights. So he doesn't know how, to bill, uh, how a bill becomes a law. I bet he can't name most of the states and capitals. He's just an idiot, and he's a, he's a dilettante and a novice, and he's very, very dangerous in that regard. Yeah, Extraordinarily and he dangerous. He doesn't want to learn. I've, I've said yeah. this is something I've been saying for months and months. He's lazy. 
Yeah. He's he's the laziest son of a bitch. He is the San Dimas High School football rules kid. <laughs> That's in right. Bill and Ted. You know, he's the he's the idiot, you know, the idiot jock mm-hmm. or the you know, the idiot rich kid who never bothered to learn and just doesn't think he has to because the rules don't apply to him. Oh my so God, he yeah. just that's why his his speeches are basically the same four or five things said over and over again. They're peppered with varies. Yep. Lots of the very, very, that's tremendous. You know, it's all like it's all bullshit little buzzwords, little bullshit weasel words meant to extend his speech longer than like a minute. Oh, that's right. And, and his people love him for it. I mean, his people, I mean, no matter what happens, there's nothing that you can say or do that will convince his people otherwise. I see Trump supporters appearing in my mentions on Twitter. I just ignore them now because there's nothing I can say to them. I could have, I mean, we've talked about this with regards to the libertarians and the conspiracy theorist people. You can come up with any number of lists of facts and you can, you could be the the greatest debater in the history of debating and nothing you say or do will convince them to break away from their clown dictator. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and again, that, you know, I, I think I told you, I think I mentioned last week and I'll write about it this week, probably that I had a discussion back and forth on Facebook. I never, you know, I, I never go to other people's Facebook pages and engage them in politics. It's just, you know what? I hate doing it on my own page these days. I'm certainly not taking my fight to somebody else, but it was somebody who I've been friends with forever. And I love the guy to death. And yet he's a diehard Trump supporter. So I just, you know, I basically (laughs) just said, look, I just, I need you to defend this. And here's why. And I kind of laid some things out. And of course, you know, all of his friends came back and and I, you know, I don't want to be that guy, dude. I don't want to be the guy who's, who's like, just look at my my ability to make an argument versus your ability to make your inability to make an argument much less string two sentences together mm-hmm. somewhat coherently oh yeah and and i'm you know and i'm just I'm, I'm writing these things out and i'm like and i realize that it's like i'm talking to fucking children <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're well, coming that's exactly back what with it this project, but what up, 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 up and it's like no punctuation and everything is misspelled and yep. i get accused of being a low information voter and a liar in the next sentence with liar by the way spelled l i ER. <laughs> I'm like, and I actually had to respond and tell somebody, I'm like, dude, whatever you do, don't just don't ever call somebody low information and then turn around and misspell a four letter word. Oh, well, there was a, a a photo floating around social media yesterday of a Trump supporter with the you know with a sign. Uh, I think it was a Hillary sign, and then it said in red letters across the middle of it, traitor. Except it was spelled T R A D E R. Perfect. This <laughs> is really 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 smart people. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with another example of how absolutely brilliant Trump and his people are right after these words. Hello, Bob here. Last year I discovered tweaked audio for the greatest earbuds ever and I can honestly say I'm totally spoiled now. I can't imagine using anything else. They're quite literally the finest earbuds available. Go now to our website, bobseska.com and click the banner for tweaked audio for the best in earbuds and earphones. Tweaked audio is about comfort and quality for every ear in a variety of colors including natural wood grain. They come with a lifetime warranty and free shipping to anywhere in the world. And Tweaked Audio's earbuds and earphones will work with all of your devices. Available in mic'd or unmiked versions, they're designed to reduce outside noise, and they're perfect for both music and talk. Hear us and everything better with Tweaked Audio earbuds. You'll like the prices, too. And if you use the code B and C, that's B A N D C at checkout, you'll save 30% off the listed price. Nearly one third off on comfortable quality earbuds, warranted for life with free shipping anywhere. Use the code B A N D C to save big on quality earbuds. Just click the banner for tweaked audio at bobseska.com. The 
Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yep, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Uh, all right, so uh, as you know, Donald Trump has been talking about rigged elections for the last, well, months now. I mean, he started it right around. I, I look back at my archive, and I, I think he started talking about a rigged election back in June. And that was right around when he started to go down in the polls. And uh, right around convention time, and he started this whole uh, rigged election business, and now he's really uh, turning it up to 11. And uh, he said yesterday that uh, voter fraud is very, very common. (laughs) This is what he actually said. Donald Trump continued his rigged election talk by declaring at a rally in Wisconsin uh, last night that voter fraud is, quote, very, very common. Except it's not. Except it's it's not. It's just astonishing that he gets away with that. Yeah. I mean, the man has zero, zero, zero willingness to tether himself to reality. Yeah, that's exactly right. He will not. He doesn't care one bit. (laughs) The truth is what he says it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And as we all know, I mean, you look at uh, all the statistics, all the studies done about uh, voter fraud and voter fraud statistically does not exist it is it is non-existent it is something that is completely irrelevant uh, i mean there was the, there were all kinds of studies uh done about this and about uh you know there were state by state studies and there was a study by the uh, uh uh justice department during the bush administration years i think it was from 2002 to 2005 found that uh, the rate of voter fraud was 0.000 Zero 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 one three percent. That is statistically non-existent. And uh, they found twenty-six people out of one hundred ninety-seven million were convicted of attempting to vote illegally during those elections. Twenty-six out of one hundred ninety-seven million. All right. In uh, Ohio, meanwhile, uh, John Houston, who's still the secretary of state, uncovered a possible 20 cases of voter fraud during the 2012 election out of 5.6 million votes cast. The the rate of uh, voter fraud there is 0.00035. In Iowa, similar number. I think the rate was 0.00053. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Ohio and John Husted, John Husted was all over cable news yesterday. He's the, again, he's the Secretary of State, Republican, by the way, uh, and and he has been one of the chief proponents of voter ID laws in Ohio because of voter fraud. And now he's going around saying, "Well, Donald Trump's wrong. There is no voter fraud." So this is a fascinating turn of events, isn't it? And of course, he was he was plugging all the safeguards they have, which one of the safeguards being a voter ID law. But the fact is that, you know, this guy is finally admitted in the face of Donald Trump. See, maybe Donald Trump is like this great correcting factor in American politics where suddenly um, Republicans that we thought were insane are now really, by comparison, reasonable. Like you look back uh, four years to Mitt Romney. I mean, we were really screaming about Mitt Romney and making sure that he doesn't become president because of danger X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And uh, and now, in comparison, it's like, well, Mitt Romney wasn't that bad. No, because oh, <laughs> no. I mean, he's not this guy. He's not Trump. So that's no. But that's I pretty think good. That's, I, yeah, I think that's a, that's a kind <clears throat> of this is the alcohol. Hopefully, this is the alcoholic hitting rock bottom. Oh yeah. And but the problem is the problem is these people aren't going away. No, that's the thing. They're not going to. And and if Trump. Think, think for a second about the power that Fox News gave the, the conservative movement in this country. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. The, the, the conservative movement as we know it. Now think about the power that a dedicated, completely inside the bubble, Trump-style network could give to the alt-right. 
Basically, yeah. a place a place where they only hear what they want to hear. Yeah, it may not be a huge segment of the population, but those people would never give in. They would never give in. And then what you would wind up having to do is you would wind up having to figure out, I guess, the, whatever Republicans were left would have to figure out how to create some kind of party without these idiots. Some kind of, you know, I can't even imagine it now, but some kind of party that's based on the things, you know, I never thought I'd hear myself lamenting the the destruction of the Republican Party, but I'm still somebody who believes that we need to have, if we're going to have a, two, a, a, you know, for the most part, a two-party system, I think we need to have two healthy parties. And God knows I miss a, a, a conservative movement in this country that's based on ideas and intelligence. I may disagree with those ideas, but I'd rather be based on that than insane white nationalism. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And remember that these are people who, back in August, uh, Trump supporters, uh, 40% of them believe that ACORN would steal the election for Hillary Clinton. Right. ACORN, which hasn't existed in years, it filed for Chapter 7 liquidation in 2010. And this group is going to steal the election. 40% of these morons think that <laughs> Acorn is going to steal the election for Hillary Clinton. That is effing nuts. And they're all nuts. I mean, I've just given up on 30. I mean, it's it's really, really sad to say this, but it's the reality of what we've been witnessing in this election, which is that 35 to 40 percent of, of American voters. I mean, that's a gigantic chunk, almost half, basically, um, are out of their minds. They're just out of their minds with rage and blind devotion to this maniac who has nothing of value to say other than screaming obscenities and and talking about rigged elections and talking about how Hillary Clinton didn't look good at the debate. You know, I mean, for God effing sake, a guy who I mean, this is this is a point I can't hammer home enough and which Trump supporters have no response for, whether it's on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever. He ogled all of these little girls. And had if he didn't do it, he at least pretended to do it and bragged about it to people he knew, and it's all on tape. So this isn't some great mystery. This isn't a he said she. Someone was in my Twitter feed saying, "Oh, it's a no." I'm I'm sorry on my Facebook page saying that it's a he said she said. I was like, no, it's a he That's said like, he said because we actually have him on tape bragging about going into the Miss Teen USA dressing room just to watch the teenage girls, some as young as fourteen years old, in some various state of undress, either semi naked or fully nude. And, and again, this guy was trying to tell me that it was a he said, she said. But of course, that's ludicrous because we have Trump on tape saying all these things. So it's he said, he said. There's no denying that he bragged about ogling underage girls. I don't know why this isn't the top story. I mean, Trump's talking about how the media is rigged against them. The news media is rigged. For God's sake, they they have been holding back they have been pulling their punches trump is is dealing in borderline bragging about dealing in borderline what i would consider to be live action kitty porn i mean the the fact that he ogled those teen girls at the miss usa miss teen usa the fact that on on top of all of that on two separate occasions we now have him uh vowing to start dating uh 10 year old girls once they're, you know, in a couple of years, I mean, there was a, there was, I think there was a 14 year old girl who he said he was going to start dating in a couple of years. There was a 10 year old girl that he was going to start dating in 10 years. Yeah. And he said this to them. You yeah. do not sexualize little girls. You do not do that. That's, and that's the thing. It's just, it's, 
and this is what's gone out of this election. Yeah. I don't care what you think of Clinton and her supposed myriad scandals. Mm-hmm. You know, you, maybe you, you want you don't want to vote for Clinton. You got your reasons. Fine, f- you. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> but but what Trump has removed, what Trump has removed is that did any any hint of decency, yeah, any hint of of stature from the idea of who should run for president. Right. You know, and it's that thing that I wrote, the, the one piece that I wrote this, uh, um, not the most popular piece that I've written this campaign season, but the one that I've written that I keep going back to, which is the how do we tell our kids about Donald Trump? Oh, yeah, great Because one. as president of the United States, that person was always, when I was growing up, that was the person you aspired to be. That was the person when your teacher wanted to build up your confidence and also remind you to do your best and to work your hardest, your teacher would say, someday you could be president. <laughs> yeah. And now the dumbest kid in class, the bully, the, you know, the, the, the class clown, yeah. the idiot who doesn't pay attention, right. you know, that kid is, is now learning through all this that, oh, yeah, all I got to do is like, off and then I can be president. Yeah. I mean, this is this comes from such a place of ignorance and lack of education. It is startling to, to observe all of it because we, what we know, anyone who has a brain in their head or has studied eighth grade uh, history, eighth grade government will know that the United States is, I mean, the entire system of government in the United States, system of politics here dangles by a thread. And that thread is, uh, I mean, simply put, tradition and decorum. Un- exactly. Unwritten rules about how politicians, at the at least at the presidential level, need to behave, and Trump has thrown all of that out of the window already. That's going to create a, a, a thousand horrible things when it comes to actual future presidential campaigns. But but if someone like Trump or Trump himself were to actually win this election, the destruction of those traditions and the destruction of those rules, which Trump would have no regard for and for which his supporters would give him much credit for violating those rules. Uh, I mean, the whole thing would 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 blow up. I mean, the, the whole system would, would break down. I mean, when you go back to the very first president, started this idea of, of traditions at the office of the president, where he decided, where George Washington said, I'm not going to run for a third term. Two terms will be enough. So that tradition lasted all the way up until the 25th Amendment uh, and ratified that to make, to make sure there were term limits on the presidency. So that occurred. But, but there are similar types of traditions that George Washington, uh, similar to, to the tradition that George Washington started, that have been been going on and on and on uh, without any sort of constitutional amendment, without any sort of uh, legislation to back right. it up. It's just it's just accepted. And yeah. that's the thing. It was always it was always available to be upended, uh-huh. but you never thought it would because yeah. you just figured that everybody had the common courtesy to say, all right, you know what? This is something that we honor. This is how we do it. Yeah, exactly. You, like, for example, you don't run around before an election and say the election is rigged. Why? Because that's going to foment violence on election exactly, day. Exactly. Exactly. And then you combine exactly. you combine that by telling your already radicalized supporters, your your gun-toting supporters, your your penchant for violence supporters that okay, it's okay to go to the polling places and intimidate people, even though voter intimidation of polling places is against the law. Go ahead and do it anyway, because the election is rigged against me. And so people are going to do that. These people are not thinking from themselves. They're clearly not thinking rationally. So they're going to go off and they're going to do this. And it's going to be a disaster. There is going to be violence at polling places. There is going to be all kinds of terrible things 
occurring after the election with protests outside boards of election, protests outside of DNC headquarters. We saw one of these, uh, a couple of these yahoos standing outside a, uh, a Virginia congressional campaign office carrying firearms. You know, saying, oh, yeah, no, we're just here to uh, offer cover to uh, closeted Trump supporters, people who are afraid to admit they're voting for Trump. Yeah, bullshit. You're there to intimidate voters because that's part of this strategy is to drive down Democratic turnout, to make of people course. fear going to the polls. And that's, I mean, in that regard, it's, uh, you know, I guess in a really, really twisted sense, it's smart politics, but uh, in, and not just Trump screaming about this or that. There's some sort of meaning behind it, some sort of purpose behind it but it's a nefarious purpose and it's a it, it's a purpose that is uh, borderline illegal and borderline dangerous and and th- there is going to be serious trouble i'm just i I'm, right. I'm bracing for it right we haven't seen the end of this thing don't get happy uh it's not over till it's over <laughs> All right, we're going to take another break and come back with more show right after these words. Okay, you want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support the Bob and Chez show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. You go shopping. We get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra and it helps support the show and if you run a small business and source your materials from amazon make sure to use the link for all your purchases and don't forget to bookmark it thanks so much for supporting the show and our amazon link shove bob and chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go subscribe to the bob and chez show in the podcast section on itunes oh yeah hmm. oh by the way the second half of today's show is probably I was intrigued. I was reading something. I just wanted to finish up reading it before I started talking again on on the show. Uh, Second half of today's show is brought to you by Amazon Prime. Click the Amazon banner on the podcast page and sign up for a 30-day free trial of Amazon Prime. Get free two-day shipping. Enjoy popular movies and TV episodes, plus unlimited music streaming, free unlimited photo storage, and 30-minute early access to select Amazon Lightning deals. Go and do that and support our Amazon link as well. Okay. (laughs) The thing I was reading was... uh, just uh, taking a little uh, trip in the Wayback Machine to uh, early August, 48% of Trump voters thought Barack Obama deserved the blame for Captain Khan's death. There you go. You know, in 2004, (laughs) eight years before he was elected president. I mean, these people, (laughs) there's just absolutely no clue. No clue whatsoever. All right. Uh, Speaking of no clue, okay, here's the thing. Uh, this is something that hasn't really broken in the uh, mainstream press yet, but this is something that we can kind of expect. I'm not making a 100% prediction on this, but we can kind of expect Trump to bring these things up at the debate uh, Wednesday night, tomorrow night. I don't know if you've heard about it. There's two separate things. Uh, well, they actually, actually, no, I'm, t- I'm taking that back. Oh, yeah, there is two separate things. Uh, the first thing just has two parts to it. Um, James O'Keefe is back. Oh, good. And James O'Keefe has uh, apparently has video, and I watched some of this video. Again, this hasn't made mainstream the mainstream press. I don't see anyone talking about it on Twitter, other than some Twitter, uh, some Trump trolls in my uh, my mentions. But James O'Keefe did another Sting video in which he got a couple of guys who are tangentially involved somehow uh, with the Hillary Clinton campaign. 
a couple of guys who work as political consultants. One is uh, Robert Kramer, who uh, I know I know that guy from the Huffington Post. He wrote for the Huffington Post for a while, and then was uh, I think there was some controversy with him where he was convicted of. Uh, of tax evasion or right. uh, bank fraud or something like that and went to jail for half a year or something. And he's, he and this other guy, Scott Fovel, uh, are on <sighs> stupid, stupid. They're on hidden video acquired by James O'Keefe, the known scam artist, the convicted right. scam artist who, who b- sets about doing all these prank videos where he, you know, clandestinely videotapes people and then selectively edits what they have to say and rearranges it and makes it seem like they're saying something that they're not saying. So they've got uh, this guy, Scott Fovel, and they've got Bob Creamer on uh, on video saying something to the effect of we're coordinating with the Clinton campaign to incite violence at Trump rallies. We're sending protesters in with the express purpose of, well, not the express purpose, but with the subversive purpose of going in and uh, and and stoking violence out of the the Trump people, and so that's it. That's the that's the big controversy. Yay. And then there's then there's sort of a process story behind that, which is that uh, they somehow uh, were illegally uh, uh, colluding with the Clinton campaign uh, against the uh, the FEC uh, rules. So there's that story. But of course, you look at the video and it's obvious it's a James O'Keefe hit job where the the audio is is selectively edited and you never right. see full video of the uh, of the people in question saying the words that, that, you know, that are claimed in the article. This is on bright. I mean, this is a big deal on Breitbart.com at this point. Of course point. it is. The future Trump network. <laughs> That's gonna. Be, I have no idea if it's gonna be that, but so that's the thing. That's the thing. James O'Keefe is back. People are taking him seriously, even though they shouldn't. Uh, but fortunately, I think he's burned the the traditional press enough that the I think the uh, the networks and all the major newspapers are just staying away from it. it was, uh, James O'Keefe. Oh yeah, the scam artist. <laughs> no one cares about him. Uh, but we can all, we can absolutely expect Donald Trump to say something about this thing at some point, maybe during the debate. The other thing that he might mention that um, would really blow up this whole thing. I mean, would bl- blow up. I mean, it would just be so beyond anything that you would consider uh, rational, logical. I mean, there's no there's no way to describe how ridiculous this would be if Donald Trump brought brought this up into either his stump speeches or uh, the next debate, which is uh, tomorrow night. Um, there's evidently video, and I was informed by uh, you know Trump trolls in my mentions, <laughs> who I don't respond to anymore, but who are uh, perfectly happy to uh, to troll me left and right. Um, there's a, evidently video from 2008 of Barack Obama, then Senator Barack Obama, on his airplane, you know, his campaign airplane. Um, sporting a, shall we say, Woody? <laughs> There's this video purports to show Obama with a in his pants. And that at one point he, uh, he puts his foot up, he's standing in the aisle and he puts his foot up on the armrest as if he, the claim is, is that he's flaunting his God. to the women on the airplane obama this is this is the newest thing that they've come up with and please i look, bring that up please bring that up i know please bring that up come can, on can you imagine come on, see, donald i mean he's already hinted at it he's already said why isn't anyone talking about barack obama's uh advances to women there you go and and this is going to be because one of those there things. are none because there are f- 
fucking none. Of and course, to bring that none. up would be, be so beautiful. Yeah, because it would blow up in his face like everything else. Well, I mean, everyone knows that Barack Obama is absolutely squeaky clean. There's no doubt about that. Barack Obama is, on a personal level, one of the cleanest politicians we've ever had at the presidential level, at least in my lifetime. No, I agree. I mean, nothing untoward going on behind the scenes with Barack Obama. And all they've got is this. They've got a, uh, a video of him standing in an airplane with a wrinkle in his slacks, you know, which happens a lot. And you know what? Even, even if he did have a which I'm not admitting that he did. I have no idea if he did. But even if he did, guys get I mean, it happens. You know, yeah. he's an older guy. Maybe he took Cialis a couple of days earlier or something. Obama! These things happen. But, I mean, regardless, I'm giving it too much credence. The, the fact of the matter is that it's bullshit. And that it's very likely that Donald Trump will go there during the debate. Donald Trump doesn't care anymore. Donald Trump is right. just going to say whatever he wants to say. He's going to burn the whole place down as he goes. That's where he is. He's, he's wrecking that game board. He's throwing it across the room. He doesn't care anymore. Um, okay, we're going to take one last break, and we're going to talk about Melania Trump's interview yesterday. That was uh, Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, a Trump supporter uh, is reflecting, I think, the predominant view among a lot of Trump supporters is that if Hillary Clinton wins, we need to take her out. Mm-hmm. That's coming up after these words. me i'm trying on my new mustache soaps for size what's up yeah it's my new stash box mustache soaps from bubble genius see look at this one oh hello my darling do you admire my sexy stash <laughs> uh dude you're a weirdo <laughs> not fun here see for yourself try this one on for size oh fine well howdy ma'am <laughs> y'all know where i can hitch up my horse at <laughs> Uh, oh, gee, this is a neato one. I'd like to discuss the molecular structure of soap, please. <laughs> These soapy stashes are spectacular. See, I told you, super fun. And they smell great and lather up like crazy. Those bubble geniuses got it going on. Stash box mustache soaps for good, clean fun. Only from Bubble Genius. Bubblegenius.com Obama! I love the poorly educated. This is the Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back. Thank you for supporting the show at patreon.com slash Bob and Chess. The post-mortem on this election is just going to be painful. I know. I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be, you know, what have we learned? And and somebody somewhere is just going to, you know, pull a Christine Chubbuck and put a gun to her head. (laughs) I know. The, the the funny thing is though that the, the the worse that it gets as as bad as it gets it's actually really really helping uh, Obama it's helping Obama <laughs> because his poll numbers are going way way up I mean the last I checked I think his approval rating was 62% yeah imagine uh, comparatively George W Bush at the same point in his presidency I think he was at like 28% I mean it yeah, was I think, I think this is this is where he was getting shoes thrown at him <laughs> 
That's exactly right. We're we're into the shoe throwing era of the Bush administration. But eight years later, you know, the guy who I think really has deserved a 62 percent approval rating throughout his presidency, but it's only happening now uh, is uh, is doing very, very well because people are seeing uh, what the alternatives are like. And I don't think they like I mean, Donald Trump, uh, Paul Ryan, uh, the Republicans are just a, a, an effing disaster. I think what Donald Trump is doing is vindicating everything the left has been saying about the Republican Party for at least the last 16 years since the ascension of George W. Bush. And I think that's occurring right now. And that's certainly uh, embossing uh, Barack Obama's place in history. Thank God. Uh, finally, people come around and say, hey, you know what? This guy, this guy's kind of competent. You know, at least you know it's not. He doesn't have a bunch of. He doesn't have a legion of uh, you know, like Pepe the Frog worshiping weirdos lining up behind him. You know, it's like rational people, sane people who understand what the presidency is all about. Know this guy is doing a fantastic effing job. Right. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Pepe the Frog, I can't believe I didn't make this. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't make this comparison yet. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. I'm gonna... a rag, I'm <laughs> Send me a kiss by one. Baby, my heart's on fire. Okay, I should have been playing that all along for the Pepe the Frog sound. <laughs> because, god damn it, that stupid effing thing. You mm-hmm. see, uh, the Pepe the Frog people uh, with that on the money, eventually. Donald Trump becomes president. Yeah, you know what? I'm putting Pepe the Frog on the $10 bill. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so moving along here. Melania Trump said that uh, Trump is basically like a little boy who's still growing up. Jitties. This is, I mean, this He's is only 70 years old. When yeah. he dies, he'll be eight. Right, and when he was talking to uh, uh, Billy Bush, he was 59 years old, but he was still a little boy growing up. He's just so goddamn dumb. You, you know, know it's, I wrote it's on Twitter. Kind of coming from somebody who has, who is, you know, is a, a an emotionally stunted idiot child, which <laughs> well, is me. me. Too. Yeah. Uh, you know what? No, that's crap. Because I can I can actually look back and say that in my mid to early th- early to mid thirties, I was a moron. I was way less developed than I needed to be. In fact, the running gag with me has always been that I'm I'm ten years behind where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. But I did finally hit a place where I don't have my shit together. But at the very least, I behave like a human being. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that's I know right. the I difference. Mean, I know the difference between right and wrong. Right. And I think we all go through that experience. The fact of the matter is, though, that Donald Trump um, is on his own plane of existence. I mean, I, I think of show. I mean, I, I, you know what I caught a little bit of over the weekend, uh, just flipping, flipping through the channels, is the uh, movie Scent of a Woman. And they show that yeah. Baird school and all those guys in their uh, their uniforms. And yeah. I'm thinking that's that's the, the atmosphere from which Donald Trump emerged that is this sort of the sheltered it's a separate universe than what the rest of us ever experienced so that gives donald trump a, a real genuine uh, sense of of privilege beyond i think white privilege beyond white male privilege certainly a, a white male privilege that is escalated with wealth and uh and entitlement and uh, a constant safety net of his father's wealth so that he can do uh, irrational things, take big risks with other people's money and still come out squeaky clean and not really have any issues surrounding that where, you know, you have one person has one bankruptcy and they're, they're, they, can't, they can't do a goddamn thing financially for at least right. another 10 years. And Donald Trump can file four bankruptcies, lose almost a billion dollars of people's money in one year alone. And still come out on top. That is absolute yeah. privilege. That's why the whole idea of the system being rigged against Donald Trump is absolute unmitigated bull. There's no way a system is rigged against the white wealthy man 
in the presidency or in the uh, in the run for the presidency. It's just impossible. That's just not yeah. the way the system works. You know, I said on Twitter here, going back to what Melania said about uh, Donald Trump being a man-child, basically. I said, maybe, maybe Melania's right. A grown-up man doesn't send his wife out to defend his molestation of women and his ogling of underage girls, <laughs> which is very, very true. If yep. Donald Trump was a real man, he wouldn't be sending Melania out to shill for the fact that he's got to grope women and look at 10-year-olds as if they're you know, a piece of ass. It's just fucking awful. And the idea that Billy Bush yeah. egged him on. Billy Bush. What does that say about Donald yeah. Trump? Billy Bush can be Donald Trump can be influenced by adult like Billy Bush. That's exactly right. So how is how is Donald Trump? This is the obvious question. How then is Donald Trump going to be influenced by someone like Vladimir Putin? Yeah, exactly. You know, if he can't if he can't hold it together, if he can't hold on to whatever little shred of integrity that he has while he's talking to Billy effing Bush, what's it going to be like when he's meeting with a, a tough talking uh, uh, overseas uh, totalitarian <laughs> like Vladimir Putin? It's not going to happen. It's just like the whole idea. Well, Putin. Putin already knows how to how to get what he wants out of Trump, which is just to compliment him. That's it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mr. Trump, a- your hands are looking especially big today. Well, okay, thank you. Here's uh, <laughs> you want access to our defense mainframe, <laughs> right? Um, let's go back to uh, Trump supporters here for a second. This is a guy. Wall Street. The Wall Street Journal sent a reporter out to uh, Trump rally and talked to this one guy who I think is fairly indicative of a considerable portion of Trump's support at this point. Which is the idea that no matter what happens in the election, Hillary Clinton needs to be taken out. Hillary Clinton needs to be thwarted in some way, whether it's through Second Amendment solutions or otherwise. This guy in particular is going for the Second Amendment solution. How are you feeling right now about where things stand with the campaign? I feel like uh, Hillary needs to be taken out. Uh, If she gets into government, I'll do everything in my power to take her out of power. If I have to be a patriot, I will. What does that mean? If I have to be a patriot. If I have to be a patriot, yeah. God, God, they have just, they have, one thing that, that Republicans have done over the past several years, they have just ruined the word patriot. Oh my God. It yeah. has such a negative connotation. Well, this guy's using patriotism as a rationalization for assassinating a president-elect. That is it exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's if, a, if he if he kills the president, he is a patriot. Right. Think about that. Which is the natural extension of the shall not be infringed crowd. You get into that deeply enough. The whole Second Amendment bullshit. I mean, in, t- in terms of the specific sort of Dan Badandi interpretation of the that that Second Amendment. And it inevitably will lead to, yes, I can use my firearms to take out politicians and political leaders who I see as a threat to democracy. And so I'm just going to, you know, shoot them because, well, the Second Amendment and and the Second Amendment. What does the Second Amendment include? Shall not be infringed. Yeah. And that is horrible i mean again you have to look at these people i mean it's it's astonishing to see now the t-shirts at the trump rally. lots of lots of reporters are now documenting just what's going on they're just ignoring what trump has to say focusing their cameras on the trump supporters and the t-shirts i mean with the latest t-shirt that i've been seeing at, at trump rallies and, and pictures and video is uh, uh trump pence 2016 your feelings yeah fuck your feelings which is ironic given that you know, Donald Trump 
Yeah. Every time someone says something mean about him, has yeah, a exactly. has an issue with the Fifi's. You know, Saturday Night Live was mean to me. <laughs> poor, poor, wealthy white man Donald Trump being made fun of on SNL. Yeah. You know, like everybody. Jesus Christ, this thin-skinned little bully just can't take it. But anyway, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, people who uh, are not going to go quietly. Uh, right. You know, I, I wrote on Twitter, there will be blood. I mean, there's got, something horrible is going to happen on Election Day, and I'm not wi- certainly not wishing for it, and I, well, I'm more than anything else, I'm wishing to be wrong. I hope I am just terrib- terribly, terribly wrong about all of this. All right. So speaking of uh, rigged elections and people who will believe anything, Trump is now talking about drug tests. Uh, you know, Hillary Clinton should take a drug test before the debate. Yeah, I think there was there wasn't there, there was somebody I can't remember who wrote it who said that. Uh, oh, it was Josh Barrow who said that uh, that she should take him up on it. Yeah, because she's she's not the one sniffling and, and whose energy seems to go up and down and up and down. Yeah, that's exactly right. I would just I would love to see that panel. I would love to see what's floating around in, in Donald Trump's bloodstream. You know, what I was right. thinking the other day is, can you imagine being in, in Donald Trump's head for just like two minutes? No can, way. Can you imagine the cornucopia of horrors swirling around Donald Trump's gray matter? Just the, the nightmarish thoughts and ideas and memories g- careening through that really tiny chiclet brain of his. I can't even fucking imagine enduring like two seconds of that, much less two minutes. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to I'd love to hear something about... Uh, Oh, yeah, Donald Trump uh, drug tested before the uh, third debate and, oh, copious amounts of cocaine and Adderall in his system, yeah. most likely uh, acquired Ketamine. through sinuses. <laughs> That's right. Or tranquilizer. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the accusation is Hillary Clinton is using performance-enhancing drugs. That's what it's devolved to at this point, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we'll just, again, we'll just say anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, when you don't need... When you decided that you, there, there needs to be no standard of proof, then you can say whatever. But now, you know, the, the flip side of that is what, uh, what uh, Hitch used to say, what Christopher Hitchens used to say, which is that uh, that which is asserted without evidence can be, can be dismissed without evidence. Absolutely. So if you say something and you got no proof to back it up, I, ju- I get to go, well, f*** you. You got nothing. <laughs> right. Just, but that's too logical. I mean, again, you could come up with you could come up with the most sound argument in the history of the world, and doesn't matter. They just will say nope, nope, nope. They'll say Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. Now, Trump, no. It's yep. all about Hillary. Doesn't matter that Trump ogled underage girls. Hillary Clinton's husband did something to Jennifer Flowers in 1988. Oh, okay. Well, that's certainly the same, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. So, lots still to come. We're, uh, you know, obviously our Thursday show. We're going to talk about the uh, the debate Wednesday night, the the third and final debate. I know everyone's just so disappointed. <laughs> Last debate. Um, I don't even know what to expect. I don't even know what to predict. I think there's a strong chance that you know. Trump's going to go down the Obama's boner road. I mean, what the hell? Anything can happen. Obama! Uh, Stay tuned. The uh, Postmortem Show is coming up next. If you're listening on Patreon.com slash Bob and Chess, keep listening. The Postmortem Show comes up right after this music ends. And if not, you can sign up for the $5 a month premium package. 
at patreon.com. It's uh, $5 a month, you get the two post-mortem shows. $10 a month, you get the two post-mortem shows and the after party. $15 a month, you get a commercial free, unbleeped, not safe for work version of the show, plus all that other stuff. That's at patreon.com slash Bob and Chess. Thank you for uh, for supporting the show if you've already signed up. All right, post-mortem show is coming up. See you then. Bye-bye.